Hello, this is Tom Rodak, Vice President of Marketing and Communications at NPCA. I'm your host today for Breaking the Mold, NPCA's podcast for the precast concrete industry. Today I'm with NPCA Chair of the Board, Joel Sheets from Tyndall Infrastructure, along with NPCA President and CEO, Fred Gruby. Together we'll be discussing the current business environment and expectations for the new year. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me today. I'd like to start by getting your thoughts on what our members can expect from the 2023 business environment. From the discussions I've had, it sounds like the construction industry has some relatively optimistic forecast, despite growing inflation and a potential recession looming. What are your thoughts or what are you hearing from our members? Well, as I take a look at a number of conversations that I've had over the last year, and I actually go back to late 2020 while we were starting to become immersed in the pandemic. A lot of our members were saying that 2020 was shaping up to be one of the best years they had ever had. And this this is uh, going back to the time when 45 out of 50 states recognized uh, precast concrete manufacturing plants as essential businesses. So they were open and, and going full bore. As we moved into 2021, there was a lot of optimism because there were already contracts that were in hand. By the end of 2021, we were getting much the same that 2021 was shaping up to be a better year than 2020. And the same has held true with 2022. As we look ahead to 2023, a lot of our members anecdotally have shared with me that they do have contracts lined up through the second quarter of this year. And the question mark is what was going to happen at the end of this year? And that goes hand in hand with how economists are looking toward a possible recession. So right now, uh, I would have to say that the outlook looks fairly positive, but there are questions on the horizon that our members are going to have to deal with. Joel, what are you seeing? Something very similar. I, I agree with the what you've laid out there and what, what it looks like for 2023. Certainly as we go into the year, things are very, very strong. We're still having to deal with this sort of overarching aura of economic gloom and doom and the sky is falling. Well, it's not, uh, certainly not across the board. You know, there's going to be segments that that may slow a little bit, but there's also segments that are as wide open as they've ever been. Uh, So I think, you know, just what our industry does so well is remain nimble uh, to what the, the market is driving for and adjust. I think there's no question an adjustment will take place in 2023, I just don't see it as driving off a cliff based on what I'm hearing, what we're seeing, and you know, certainly from backlog and, and things coming across our desks. So that sounds like some good news. We can be cautiously optimistic about what, what lays ahead. And a similar topic, how about supply chain issues? Are you seeing any signs of improvement ahead? I just came from a conference with a lot of my colleagues in camera and camera is the ceos of concrete related sister associations and related organizations we did talk about supply chain issues and what i heard there sort of reflects on what i've heard in the past and that is that they are not uh, as widespread uh, nationally but more regionally that you will find that there is some supply chain interruption say getting cement in the Southwest or in getting other material in the Southeast. To say that that it's a national concern only in the context of that it's still affecting the country, they haven't solved the problem. Agreed. I think we're seeing some some pocketed 
supply chain issues. By and large, I believe there's been a recovery across the board. Certainly, I think everybody who can afford it has put on a lot more inventory than than they used to keep to help manage that. We are seeing that cement will still be tight for probably another year. And like I say, it's very pocketed in terms of uh, something running out or not being able to get it in what is sort of the new norm of a reasonable period of time. Uh, even the most available things aren't what they were three years ago. Like I say, I think we as as producers, most of us have made made the big changes we need to make to improve some inventory. So it is much better than it used to be. Okay, let's sh- let's shift gears a little bit here and talk about the precast industry's role in our infrastructure build out and even sustainability. We have a we have an opportunity to play a leadership role there. So why do you think precast concrete is critical to the rebuilding of America's infrastructure? The great thing about precast concrete is we, of course, we talk regularly internally about this, and we are starting to share that message externally with all of the uh, different audiences that we that we engage. Precast concrete is durable. It is longer lasting. It is less expensive. It is customizable. The great thing about precast concrete is that time and again, it's one of those well-kept secrets that we are shedding light on to draw attention to the use of precast concrete as a viable and affordable uh, alternative material. This is something that a lot of the other materials that are in use can't claim. And we do it as well as or better than any other industry uh, using alternative materials. Fred, that's absolutely right. Precast concrete is the right solution for the rebuilding of America's infrastructure for the same reason it always was. The resiliency, what it what it can be turned into. You mentioned adaptability. We if we can form it, we can make it. And that that's across the board. And look how many different producer plants uh, are out there to support these projects and put in stuff that will last for decades and decades to come. As we talk about sustainability, you know, we're we're headed towards type 1L. Um, much of the country is already there. In the southeast, we're, we're still able to get some type three, but the day is coming. You know, so if, if people that don't that aren't currently on type one L are not testing towards it to know what their mix designs are going to look like, I would say it's critical to get there soon because, the, as I said, the day will come. Um, and that that does help with carbon footprint, which is becoming more important to more and more key stakeholders that we are doing something as an industry to improve where we are with that. That's a great point, Joel. And and there are other. There's one other aspect that's to me is one of the unspoken truths that we as an industry need to emphasize more regularly, and that is the environmental friendliness of precast concrete. Alternative materials. If you look at each of them individually, some of them are combustible. Some of them decay and deteriorate into our water supplies, into our into our soil, even into the air. That's not to say that they don't have their place in the construction industry. They do. But precast concrete essentially is made up of earth materials. And when precast concrete over time, and when I say time, I'm talking 50, 75, even 100 years, it eventually will be reduced back to its original forms, sand, stone, cement. These are all materials that come from the earth and return to the earth. 
You talk about environmentally friendly, alternative materials have a difficult time making the same case. That's right. And as we talk about infrastructure, one thing that we didn't point out earlier that is a key part of where we see good, good things coming our way is the Infrastructure Act and other government funding. That is going to lead to a lot, lot more production that wasn't previously there. We would see a lot more of that play out in, uh, in 2023 this year as time marches on. I've been to a couple of different presentations here and I'll say this, that the state of South Carolina has done everything they can to take advantage of this funding, and much of those uh, those jobs are coming to fruition this year, so we can look forward to that coming right up. I couldn't agree more. That's a nice problem for, for our industry to have. Uh, I heard a presentation by a representative of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce who spoke at length about the uh, Infrastructure Act that, that uh, became law last year. This is something that all of our members have been focused on who engage in, in uh, infrastructure maintenance, repair, and, and building. The money's there. The question is, how is it going to be dispersed and how is it going to be administrated and implemented? To continue along the infrastructure topic, if we have some members out there that are thinking, hey, maybe it's time to diversify my business are there certain areas within infrastructure, certain types of projects they should focus on or big opportunities that you see for folks maybe trying to pivot into more infrastructure type products? Two words, plant certification. Get your plant certified. Being certified through the National Precast Concrete Association's plant certification program opens the door to 39 states and more than 70 counties and municipalities that recognize NPCA certification. In 2022, we had 389 plants certified, and we're looking to grow that number in 2023 to more than 400. So if you are not certified and you wish to uh, get engaged in this type of, uh, these types of uh, infrastructure projects, look into getting certified through the NPCA plant certification program. And if you have questions, just contact the NPCA. That's exactly right. As we talk about, you know, the work that will be generated from the Infrastructure Act, I would say the vast majority that can hit the ground very quickly and would touch our member producer plants is drainage projects. And if you're going to work for the state on that, you absolutely have to be certified certainly in 39 states and, and more coming soon. That, that's going to be the, the quickest and easiest step into that production. The other thing that, that we have found over the years that's the great benefit of certification, as you're talking to owners and specifiers, you know, they don't need a third party coming in here to look at it because you know, we're, we're explaining the benefits of, hey, we already have NPCA certification. They are your eyes and ears in our plant you know, we have a, an unannounced surprise audit, so we have to be on top of our game every single day. So owners have confidence in the, the products that are coming out of any of our certified plants. I couldn't agree more, Joe. The quality and the consistency of the NPCA plant certification program is, is easily one of the finest in, in our industry. Uh, it compares favorably to other certifications. And for our producer members out there, we would love to sign you up. Give us a call. Go to our website. Gather all the information that you need. Ask us 
how to go through the process. It's a fairly simple process. We would be uh, accompanying you throughout the process to make it as painless and easy as possible. That's absolutely right. NPCA has a phenomenal program and the resources that come with that, they get brought to bear to not only help your plant get certified, but then tools and other webinars and things to take off from their uh, incredible value that is offered by being part of the NPCA. Good discussion. So if you haven't looked into plant certification yet, be sure to do so. Now let's talk about another bright spot coming up this year very soon, the Precast Show. So we're expecting uh, a record crowd in Columbus uh, this year. We're looking forward to that. I wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, why is the Precast Show so important to our industry? The Precast Show is vital to this industry because it's an opportunity to bring together producers, associates, and really all of our members to learn and to grow. We ask time and time again, what's the, the best thing people get out of these programs? And that is to have camaraderie and reconnect with their friends in the industry. Past that, the Precast Show is the biggest and most specialized precast production show in the country. And so you're gonna you know, be in front of all the many, many associates that make our industry go, learn about new technology, learn about new equipment, and the whole time you're shoulder to shoulder with your friends that you also learn from the plant tours, the education. It's a phenomenal opportunity for anybody to really grow within the industry, be it the precast show. Here, here. You know, being in Columbus, I think for all of the Buckeyes out there, would it be wrong to say it's called the precast show, like the Ohio State University? The precast show set a record for registered attendance in Kansas City in 2022. And we are on track right now to meet or even beat that number. We're all keeping our fingers crossed, and we know that the weather could play a factor in that. But right now, things are looking very favorable. We're delighted to be able to be joined by our partner organizations, PCI, ICPI, uh, NCMA, CPI and CPCI. That alphabet soup all translates into important friends and important organizations that will be ever-present contributing to the success of the precast show and to hosting, uh, in the case of PCI and IC, ICPI and CMA, their annual conventions. We also are looking forward to meeting the Ohio Precast Concrete Association members and one key thing for everybody to remember by attending the Precast Show in Columbus, it's a place to not only renew acquaintances and friendships, but it's a place to do business. And the Precast Show creates the opportunity for precasters and suppliers and vendors to get together to talk about new products, to renew the relationships and ties, and to figure out the best way forward for your businesses by being able to make the purchases that you're going to need to make by learning about the machinery and the equipment and the other services that are being provided. This is a one-stop shop that you should not miss in Columbus. We look forward to welcoming you there. That's absolutely right. There's no greater opportunity to see and touch as much technology as will help us run and grow 
and prosper for tomorrow in our businesses than we'll be there in Columbus, Ohio this spring. Well, thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate you both taking the time uh, to speak with me and our members today. And I look forward to having you on the podcast again soon. Thank you, Tom. We appreciate it. And Joel, great to see you. And thanks for making time for this. Absolutely. Thank you, Tom. Fred, always good to talk to you. Appreciate it, guys. Well, that's our show. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Breaking the Mold. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast at Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. You can also help us grow our audience by leaving a rating and sharing the podcast with your friends and colleagues. Until next time, this is Tom Rodak. Thanks for joining us.